you guys. Welcome to the Great Big Yes podcast. I'm Sue Bidstrup, and I'm the host of the Great Big Yes podcast. And my point and my whole goal here is to encourage you to say yes to a greater calling in your life so you can live with passion and purpose and make a difference in the world. So I coach people on everything. I'm a life coach, but I also coach women who are ready to launch and grow their business and want to do so without losing their minds. You know, many of us have ideas. We have visions of what we want to create. And so I help you go from launching that into growing that and sustaining that. And so I can coach you through that. And I have an accountability and coaching group called Team Yes. And that's a membership group. And I would love to have you join. If you're a woman who is an entrepreneur or a visionary, if you're ready to launch a passion project or a business, you need to be in this group. Um, I coach in there all the time. So you're getting a lot of coaching for $25. But more than that, you're getting accountability and you're getting collaboration. And I think that right now is awesome, right? It's good to have community, right? It's good to be connected to people. Um, So come over to Team Yes if you're interested in that and all the information's at greatbigyes.com. But I want to talk about some of that today because I want to help you if you're getting ready to launch. If you're sitting there thinking, okay, well, I have this idea. And the thing is, you guys... um, as I've been studying this and I've looked into, you know, what to do before you launch and like, what are some ideas that people need to follow and all of that, you know, for myself, I've looked into that, um, you know, as I launched Great Big Yes as a blog, as I've launched Great Big Yes as a podcast, as I've started going through life coaching and then launching a life coaching business, as I went through yoga training and launched a yoga business, um, I used to paint furniture and I launched a furniture painting business, right? And so it's always been really interesting to me how we get from the idea to the launching, right? And then as many of you know, I've had people on this podcast um, and interviewed them, talking to them about, all right, how did you go from idea to launch? But then a lot of them were really a lot farther down in the process and they had maybe had their business or their ministry or whatever it is that they were doing for years and years. And so I got to hear from them, how do you sustain it, right? And so for a lot of business coaches, it's going to be all about like kind of strategy and smart goals and all of that. But I want to go deeper than that. Because here's the thing, even if I'm talking to you and coaching you on your business, what I'm really interested in coaching you on, whether, because this this applies to everybody, but especially when you're launching your own business or when you're trying to sustain this thing that you've built A lot of things are going to come up like fear, overwhelm, the desire to not offend anybody. These are things we talk about. We go deep into, okay, why am I blocked here? Why am I stuck here? You know, we talk about how to think differently, how to try something new. Because the truth is, when you've been in business for a while, what got you to year five is not the same thing that's going to get you to the next level that you want to be at. 
So there's different conversations based on kind of where you are, yet there's these themes, right? So fear and overwhelm can come up before you launch and they can come up years after you launch and they can come up decades down the road. They can come up in your personal life and in your business life. And so I just want to talk today about vision and about how we get from vision to launching. Okay. And so here's the thing too. Like I said, I've looked into this stuff a lot for myself and as a coach for all of you and just trying to kind of disseminate information for you. Um, And, you know, even... There's this Forbes article. I I started pulling stuff up today just to kind of give you an example, but there's a Forbes article written about this. And so it says like 17 steps to take before you launch a product or service, right? And so it has all these experts weighing in, you know, define your target audience, which I would agree we have to do that, right? Know how to reach your audience, know the problem you're solving, Understand the buying journey, secure your online identity, validate your product, know your competition and be different. Make sure it hasn't been done before. Lay out a comprehensive strategic plan. Get everyone on the same page. Create brand voice awareness. Offer early use incentives. Keep testing. Know what you don't know. Like it goes on and on, right? And I think sometimes we can go ahead and and look at all this stuff and we can say, well, the experts are telling me I need to do all of these 17 steps before I launch, right? And so a lot of times we get overwhelmed. And I have to say, I'm kind of in a state of overwhelm right now with what's all the stuff that's on the internet. I feel like there's so many things. Everybody's got a podcast. Everybody's got a show. Everybody's got a YouTube channel. Everybody, And I'm right in there with everybody. But we have to disseminate. We have to set boundaries. We have to decide what information am I going to allow in? Because if we let all the information in, all that leads to is chaos and confusion. And I would agree, I would say that you might agree that's what's happening with the um, pandemic. If we're letting all the information in, we become paralyzed in fear. We have to set boundaries. We have to decide what are we going to let in and what are we going to not let in right now? Okay, what's helpful to us? What helps us move forward? which is a a coach's job, is to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. So say you have this vision, you have this idea. And I want to differentiate between two things here. And I read this originally in the book Visioneering by Andy Stanley. It's a great book. I read it in my coach training and um, it's something that I refer back to often. And honestly, the whole book is um, underlined and highlighted. Um, there's a difference between a good idea and a God idea. And what I mean by that is that good ideas are limited to our own potential and our own resources and our own connections, right? So it's limited to what we can make happen based on our limited resources. 
We don't have all the money in the world. We don't have all the connections in the world. We don't know everyone we need to know. We don't have all that we need to make some of our ideas happen. So that's a good idea. And we might be using our resources to bring forth a good idea. But a God idea is a divine vision. And I know some of you are like, oh my gosh, Sue is so woo-woo. Like with the God, the divine ideas, right? But you know the difference, right? There's a calling in your heart. And now calling is such an interesting word too because I remember that I, I was raised Catholic and a lot of times when they would talk about, you know, they would have these like this one day in Sunday school every year where they would talk about vocation and they would talk about, talk to the boys about becoming priests. And I remember that word vocation is something that we only really kind of used in church and calling was a word that we kind of only used in church. But then Oprah came around and everyone started talking about their calling and um, their purpose and things like that. And so maybe this word for you is woo woo. Maybe it's weird. Um, maybe it's fraught with emotion from your childhood. I don't know, but I'm bringing it forward because what I mean by it is there's a divine vision. So an idea comes to you and it feels bigger than you. It feels expansive. It feels like serving and it fits you. It feels right. It feels exciting. It brings you energy. It allows you to use your God-given gifts and your original design to serve the world. So a God idea, a divine vision, is unlimited. It's limited only by God's potential and resources, which means it's unlimited. Anything is possible. So I want to give you an example. So I know that I am called to encourage women to step out of their comfort zone and do the thing that God's calling them to do. I know that I'm designed for this because when I think about this, I get so jazzed up. As you can probably tell in my voice right now, I'm like, if you guys could see me, I'm like, waving my arms around in front of the microphone, just kind of talking into the microphone. And people are walking by the window, like they're on a walk with their dog or whatever. And they've got to think I'm like literally insane. And I don't even care because I'm so passionate about this calling. I know that this is what I'm here to do. And I see that because I see that every single piece of my life is fitting into this calling. Nothing is wasted. I'm thinking back to when I was 25 years old and I was held up at gunpoint and I suffered so greatly from anxiety and panic attacks. And so many doctors were involved, so many hospital visits, so much searching. And I remember my mom said to me at that time, have you prayed about it? And I remember I I hadn't prayed about it. And, and in that moment, I went to the Lord and I started to pray about it. But I really didn't know how to take things to the Lord at that time. I really didn't know how to surrender. I needed it fixed and I went to a doctor and I wanted that doctor to give me a pill. 
But that doctor didn't give me a pill. She talked to me. She asked me questions. She found out what had happened. She taught me about PTSD. She taught me how to breathe, essentially yoga breath. She told me to do yoga. I started doing yoga. She set me on a life's path to learn the body, mind, and soul connection. I ended up getting trained in yoga. I ended up finding holy yoga. I ended up getting closer to God. The breath, the prayer, all of that that brought me out of my anxiety, out of my panic, became the fuel that helped me launch what I believe is my life's work. He brought me through the yoga training and taught me to teach yoga. And then I learned how to teach yoga to trauma-sensitive yoga to people who are suffered, suffering or have suffered trauma, which was me. And in that training, I remember just feeling so much healing. And then I got to go and I got to share that with victims of sex trafficking. I got to share trauma-sensitive yoga with them. I got to teach about the breath and the mind and the body being connected. And then he said, I want you to coach. He told me about coaching. He brought this calling of coaching to me. And I was like, I don't know what, I don't know what that is. And I started looking into it and I started saying, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I want to do. So was any of that a mistake? No. Every single thing led up to this moment. But if I would have said way back when, when I was 25 and held up at gunpoint, when I, at that moment, at the beginning of this journey, if I would have decided I wanted to be a life coach, I would have been doing that in my own strength. I'm not saying that it wouldn't have worked. I'm not saying that I couldn't have had some success. But what God has done along the way in the last 25 years is not only has he healed me and given me ministry and given me a way to serve and given me understanding and compassion and led me to my calling, is along the way, he's kept me focused on him. He's grown me in my faith. And so each time he's asked me to say yes, I'm stronger in my yes because I've seen what he's done. Now I walked you through that process for me and it's just the tip of the iceberg. If we go underneath that, there's so many stories. But along the way, what God has done is connected me with the people that I need to meet at the time for what he's calling me to do. And so as I move forward with my vision, there's no fear. There's no striving or struggling to make sure I meet the right people and make sure I do the right thing and all the anxiety that comes about when you're striving in your own strength because it's a God vision. And his potential and resources are unlimited. And the way that he can connect me to people 
is something that is not humanly possible. I can't see it. So today, for instance, I went on Instagram Live. I went on Instagram Live for literally like 10 minutes. After Instagram Live, somebody reached out to me and they said that they loved what I said. It touched their heart. They have a podcast and they would like to put me on. We ended up talking for about 20 minutes afterwards and or maybe longer, maybe 40 minutes afterwards, had a ton of things in common and I'm going to go and be on her podcast. I did not know her from Adam before I went on Instagram Live. I did not know this person. There was no way for me to reach out for this to this person. There was no way for me to find this person. But God connects us to the people we need to know when we need to know them. God connected me to that doctor 25 years ago. Possibly the only doctor in the city of Chicago that wasn't going to give me the pill I was begging for. But God knew. God wanted me on the journey to yoga. He wanted me on the journey to holy yoga. He wanted me on the journey to him. He wanted that opportunity for me to be an opportunity for my mom to talk to me about prayer. When you're 25 and you've got insurance and you're in Chicago and you randomly choose a doctor based on who's your insurance and all of that, that's not coincidence who I came upon. That's not coincidence. That's God. So we don't have confidence. We have Godfidence. We don't have a good idea. We have a God idea. So when it's a good idea, you have to make it happen. But when God gives you a vision, there's almost this sense that you can relax into that. You can surrender into that. You can watch God show off and connect you. You can celebrate every single moment of it because you know that he's got you. And that's the flow. And so... I've talked about this a lot with Great Big Yes. We talk about foundation and then we talk about focus and then we talk about flow. And so when when we have this foundation of understanding that we are so loved and we are planted here on earth with a plan and a purpose in mind by a creator who loves us, a creator who's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, who's the same whether we're in a coronavirus or not, that creator, that sovereign king, he loves us. He's our father. And our inheritance is from him. And it's good. When we have that as our foundation, and then we get to step forward into our calling, and we get to be really good about it as far as discipline and showing up. And when he says go, go. And putting ourselves out there on an Instagram Live, right? And going up and meeting that person. You know, maybe joining that group, maybe saying yes to something that you haven't done before, but we go in with confidence. We don't need to have this per, like perfected outer shell. We get to come up just and be human, be ourselves. And once we start doing that, we're in the flow. So yeah, do we need strategies? Yeah. Do we need to show up for work? Absolutely. Do we need to be consistent? Absolutely. Do we need to put forth effort? Absolutely. But we can do it with confidence. We can do it knowing that he's got us 
and that the connections that we need to make are coming. Those divine connections are coming. So there's good ideas versus God ideas. So I want to ask you, since we're talking about bringing your idea or your vision to the launching place, um, what's your idea? Do you believe it's just a good idea or do you believe it's a God idea? And how will that be different? And then I want to ask you, what is getting in the way of starting? Why haven't you started yet? Why haven't you launched? There's many people I talk to and I coach who are, they know in their heart what is going on. They know what they're asked to do. They want to do it. They're excited to do it. But maybe they've been believing the quote, I'm doing the finger quotes right now, the quote experts out there who are telling them about the 17,000 million steps they need to do before launching. And I just want to encourage you today. There is something you can do today to move forward with your dream. There's so many people that I know say, well, I just, I need to get a logo. And honestly, you guys, I can't think of the thing you need to get less than a a logo. And if you really think you need a logo, head over to Canva for free and make yourself a logo. But what I find is when people are saying, I need a logo, I need to have a perfect website, I need to have a new camera, I need to have a new phone, I need to have a lot more money in the bank, um, whatever it is. I find those are excuses. So the main advice, I guess, to launching is stop making excuses. What if you say you want to be a coach, say you want to be a health coach or a weight loss coach, and you've lost 50 pounds, and you want to help other people lose 50 pounds? You feel called to do this. You know that it has affected your life in such a positive way. You know that you're there for your kids and you're going to be there for your grandkids and your relationship with your husband has improved and you have more confidence and you want to step out and help people. And then the fears start to come in and you start to think, well, there's so many weight loss coaches out there. Yes, but none of them are you. None of them have your unique story. None of them are able to help the same people that God's going to bring into your life to help. God's asking you to do this. You, as you. Not you as somebody famous that's doing this. You as you. You have power and authority right now where you are. You have influence and impact right now where you are. But you're getting in your head and deciding to sabotage yourself before you start. So you've lost 50 pounds. You feel called to help other people. You have knowledge that they don't have. You could define for me right now who is your ideal customer and what problem are you solving for them? 
Your ideal customer is women who need to lose weight or want to lose weight. And the problem you're solving is you're helping them lose weight. And then I want to ask you to go a little bit deeper. What problem are you actually solving? Because a lot of us think that weight is the problem. But sometimes I would venture to say the problem that we're solving is a lot deeper than just losing the weight. So think about your client in the future. Who are they? They're confident, they're happy, they're healthy, they're able to move easily, they feel good about themselves, they have energy, they have more creative ideas because they're up and moving around and I'm a big believer, we move and then from our movement we get creative energy, creative ideas, more action comes from moving. So we just got to get ourselves moving, right? So they're able to move more. So they have these creative energies coming to them. They have better relationships because they're not self-conscious about their body the whole time. Maybe they're able to be more intimate with their husband. There are so many problems that you're solving just by saying, I can help you through my journey of what I've experienced. I can help you overcome some of the strongholds in your life. That's what you're providing. And so let's take it a step further. Say you get this. You're like, yes, Sue, I'm on board. I've lost 50 pounds. I can help people lose weight. I know how to do this. I just need training. Now, hear me when I say this. In a lot of industries, you do need training. If you're going to treat if you're going to teach a certain fitness, you're going to need to know anatomy. If you're going to teach yoga, you're going to need training. If you're going to teach fitness, you're going to need training. If you're going to Um, I believe in life coach training. I think it's really important to be trained and understand what you're doing. And so I went through life coach training. But can you help people right now where you are without doing, spending any more money on your training? And my answer to you is yes. Can you just post something on Facebook that says, hey, does anyone want to join my group? I I lost 50 pounds and I want to help people. And you can start there. You can start by sending an email out to your friends. You can start by when someone says to you they're really frustrated about their weight gain, you can say to them, listen, I can help. Now, I know what you might be thinking. You might be thinking, well, that's all free. That's all just being friendly and free, right? But it's a start. I mean, you could even do a Facebook group where you say, hey, it's $25 for everybody who joins, but I'm willing to do this, that, and the other. It's a four-week thing. It's all set up for you. Facebook's free. You know how to do it. Start thinking of what you can do now to help people. If you want to get paid for it, you can ask for however much you think is appropriate. People can pay you through Venmo. People can pay you through PayPal. There's a million options. So my point to this is it's not 
it's not important right now to get caught up in the which payment service will I use or how will I, um, you know, get the logo made? How will I get the website totally functioning? How do I start um, the membership group through a website and I have to pay this and that and the other? I mean, we could get caught up in this forever. But what I believe helps more than anything is starting. So if you want to lose weight and start a workout routine, just put those shoes on and get walking, right? If you want to lose weight today, start by drinking more water, right? There's always something we can do to start. And it's the same with launching our dream. So you understand first why you're doing this. How are you serving? What problem are you solving? You know who you're talking to. You know who your audience is, who your ideal customer is, because it's you. You lost 50 pounds. How did you lose 50 pounds? And you are an authority already on this because you have already done the work. You know things other people don't know. So who are you talking to? What problem are you solving? And what can you do today to start? Because here's the thing, you guys. You'll throw something out there just to maybe even five people on a text message or you'll send an email to like five friends or maybe put something on a Facebook post and you'll get a response. Now, you might get a response that's like, no, I don't want to do that right now or I don't need to lose weight or whatever. But most of the time, you're going to get a response where people are like, yes, me, please. Like lots of raising of hands. And that's going to give you the energy for the next step. Again, action is going to create more action. So we don't want to be sitting around thinking of this thing we want to do. We want to try something. And here's the thing, you guys. We may learn that this isn't what you want to do or this isn't the route you want to take. You may say, oh, wow, that didn't work out very well. Okay. So there's no such thing as failure. There's just success and learning. So you're learning along the way, but you can't learn by sitting home and telling me 15 reasons why you can't start. Okay? All right. So I hope this makes sense. You're taking your idea, you're looking at it, and you're saying, okay, this isn't just a good idea. This is a God idea because I'm serving people through this idea. If you're a realtor and you're selling a home, what are you really selling? You're selling security. You're selling comfort. You're selling memories. You're selling stability. You're selling family, family time togetherness, right? So yes, you're selling a home, but what are you really selling? Or yes, you're selling weight loss, but what are you really selling? We already talked about some of those things, right? Confidence, better relationships, more energy, more creative ideas, happiness, contentment, the ability to be with your grandkids, the ability to move, mobility. 
right? So if you're selling a product, say you're selling clothes in a brick and mortar store, what are you selling? You're selling maybe an escape for people, entertainment for people by coming into your store, but you're also selling beauty. You're selling comfort. You're selling confidence. If they feel good in your clothes, they're going to feel confident in their work. How are you serving your client? What problem are you solving? So when I went to that doctor, she's a doctor and she could have prescribed me medicine and she could have just sent me on my way. But instead she served me by talking to me, by listening to me, by offering options to me by sharing her own knowledge with me. And believe me, 25 years ago, for somebody to tell a patient about PTSD, about breath work and how breath calms the central nervous system and give the advice to go to yoga, that wasn't mainstream. But God led me to her when I needed her. And I trust that he's going to continue to lead me to the people that I need and that need me. And that's what I want to offer you. Once you start living and putting out there what you feel called to do, God will direct the right people to you to help you build the business and also to be your clients because he's got his hand in all of this. So if you could just focus on the vision and not so much on having everything perfect and worrying about all the details, but you just keep focused on the vision. Who are you serving and how are you serving them? And God can do the rest. He can make divine appointments that you didn't see coming and you are like, whoa, So I am super excited about this work. As you can tell, I get really, really excited and I could stay on here forever, but we have been talking long enough. I have been talking long enough, but I want you guys to reach out to me. If you have questions about this, if you're getting ready to launch something, if you're struggling with being stuck, if you're struggling with taking that first step, if you're, if you're thinking, okay, I know who I'm serving and I know how I'm serving them and what problem I'm solving. I just don't know how to start. I don't know what that first step to take would look like. Sometimes it's just telling people that you're thinking about it. So call me, tell me, text me, tell me what you're doing. Tell me what you're thinking of. I want to encourage you and I want to help you um, move forward and take that step into action. I'm at greatbigyes1 at gmail.com and on Instagram and Facebook at greatbigyes. You can always DM me. I would love to hear from you. Um, Super excited about, I'm going to be on Jasmine Starr's podcast. I don't know if you guys know Jasmine Starr, but she is... uh, the guru of everything Instagram. And so um, I am in her group called Social Curator and she is killing it. She's amazing. And um, the the fact that I'm on her podcast is so um, overwhelming and exciting to me. And I, I just think of, I just laugh thinking of God making these connections. But um, I'll be on there um, either um, end of April or beginning of May. So I'm going to keep you posted on that. But again, It's another thing where I just see God connecting dots everywhere. And some of the women on there with me, 
you know, we started following each other after that. And then I realized they know people I know and we're connected in all these different ways. Of course we are. Of course we are. You guys, God is not playing. He's not up there like kind of thrown off his game, you know, hiding under his bed right now because we're, we have the coronavirus, right? He has everything in his hands and you can trust him. You can trust him with everything, your life, your work, your personal life. There's a quote that I heard recently and it's from Charles Spurgeon, who is a pastor and our, my pastor loves him. And so he quotes him a lot. And, um, This is the quote. Remember this. Had any other condition been better for you than the one in which you are, divine love would have put you there. Remember this. Had any other condition been better for you than the one in which you are, divine love would have put you there. And so when I think back to getting held up at gunpoint, Is that something I would have wanted to happen to me? No. But was it the catalyst to bring me closer to Jesus and to set me on my path for my life's work? 100%. Would I be here without it? No. And so I'm grateful. It says in scripture to be grateful when you're challenged and you go through trials. I'm grateful. So in this stage of your vision or your launching, if you're in that stage of visioning, envisioning or getting ready to launch or thinking about launching, be here now. Don't look forward 10 years and try to do a five-year plan and a 10-year plan and listen to 14 million experts before you decide to do something. You're here. You're in this moment with the vision, getting ready to launch. What are you grateful for? What have you come through? What have you overcome? What have you learned from? What trial has been a blessing? As we're in the coronavirus, we're all having to think about these things. How can this trial be a blessing? God can use anything and he will use everything to bring his plans to fruition. So if it's a God idea, there's no limits and there's no fear. So stop hesitating. Do what you know you can do. Because here's the thing, you guys. Nobody else is in on the conversations between you and God. Nobody else has been in every experience you've been in. Nobody else is you. Nobody else can do what you can do. So stop looking outside of yourself for all of the advice and then getting confused and overwhelmed and start looking inside and asking God, all right, how are we going to do this together? And just watch him go. He's going to blow your mind. And I can't wait to see it and celebrate with you. So keep saying yes, you guys. We are just getting started. All right. Have an awesome day. I will talk to you next time. God bless you.